I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Barf Barf. Still working on that theme music. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been writing this little ditty that um that I think you're gonna like. It's uh it's got like fourteen verses in a really <laughs> killer chorus. Um you're all gonna be singing along to it very soon. Or the alternative might just be us uh screaming birf barf over and over again. <laughs> you can send your choice in <laughs> at the link below. <laughs> Please vote. There's no link. There's no link. Don't look for it. Uh, This week we're talking about one of my favorite and most dreaded places in in North America, and that is uh, the Ozarks. The Ozarks. Doesn't sound that ominous at first. No, it sounds lovely. It sounds like a place where you take your family to go, like, have a picnic and, like, go fishing and everything is, like, really sweet and fun. Beautiful blue water. Mm -hmm. And you're just, like, you know... It's a place to relax and camp and have a good time, but it's also, uh, conversely, maybe a place where you thought you might die. Imminent death. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a place for good fishing and imminent death. Imminent death. I mean, for more than more than just the experience that we're going to relate to you today, I think we've had other family members be kind yeah. of stuck in, in peril. very, very yeah. serious peril in the Ozarks. I kind Ozarks. of forgot about that. Um, so, and the reason why we're talking about the Ozarks today is, uh... <sighs> A little race that I'm calling the Revenge of the Bobcat. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, November 4th, uh, Annie and I will be traveling to the Ozarks in Missouri to so that I can race the Ozark 100. Or maybe it's the Ozarks 100. You know, it's funny that you mention that because I've looked it up using both things and have not yet taken notice of which it is. Nor but me. It, dis- it sounds distinctly different. Yep. Does it belong to the Ozarks? I don't know. Is is it the Ozarks 100? It's going to own my ass by the time I'm done with it. No, not true. true. (laughs) Unless it does. (laughs) Well, the the Ozarks have a storied history for Annie and I. A place of terror and a place of cementing the the greatest friendship friendship of our lives. Yeah. The the true birthness. Uh, You know, if you wanted to trace the lineage of the depth of our love for one another. Yeah. It began. This is a big spike in it, that timeline. This line. was a spike in in the in the friendship, uh, falling in love period, and uh, so you know I'm just gonna go ahead and dive in. Some of you already know this story. Uh, too bad you're gonna hear it again, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints. Uh, yeah. So March of twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Thank you. Can you. Believe it. It will have almost been three years in this spring. No way. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, time goes fast. Uh, Annie and I were training for... Outrun? Outrun 24, maybe. Is that right? That seems like a really weird choice for a training run, but we needed to get in a 50 miler. Yeah, and we were going through a time period, and I'm sure each one of you have experienced this, where you feel like you have ran... or run every mile of trail near where you live. And you just would rather eat raw acorns and punch yourself Mm -hmm. in the nuts than do those trails ever again. And especially during intense training cycles. And it can be good. You can use it to your advantage to kind of mentally harden yourself yourself. up. For sure. Yeah. But we were at a point where we had gone to every park within an hour and a half drive multiple times over this training season. And we're just let the idea of doing a 50 mile training run at any of one of our normal spots. Rather paint our faces with horse apples. Yep. Fuck off. Yeah. So (laughs) we decided to go to the Ozarks because my mom lived nearby to the area and there's the Ozarks. Ozark Trail, which is oh, just a hundreds of miles. Boatload I, of I think ca- it's three. I 
think it might be like 300 some miles. 300 some miles of connected, very well marked trail. Very well marked. Trail. I mean, better than any trail system that I've ever been on. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is so unfortunate yeah. to preface the story yeah. with the <laughs> best marked trail system that I've ever remember, seen. Remember that nugget for later that we've already established that it's the best marked trail we've ever been on. We really on. hope that you don't lose respect for us. As a, an adventure duo, as a <laughs> we've grown a lot <laughs> since then, or we, at least a little. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit about the things that we've done to make sure that uh, the Ozarks never happens again. True. Okay, yeah, and that's a good point too. So we decided to do fifty miles on the Ozark Trail because we wanted to try and do a point to point or just mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that was new or. Fresh. Yeah, it just seemed like a fun idea to go get out of town and yeah. train. Yeah, and especially to do a point-to-point to not repeat anything, especially when everything felt so incredibly stale. It was just a, it was just a good idea. So now you're thinking, a point-to-point, but guys, how did you get to the end? And if you were to get to the end, how would you get home? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. We, <laughs> so we stayed with my mom at her house in Missouri, and... It was kind of a logistics nightmare because we had kind of we had been expecting that she would be able to drive us either oh, to yeah, the yeah, start yeah. or yeah, to yeah. drive us to the finish. And to her credit, it was pretty tedious. However, we sliced it. It was it was it was like either we're going to be doing an hour and a half drive in the morning to the start mm. or like an hour and a half at the end. Or yeah. you know, it was just it was just crazy. So the logistics were pretty horrible. So the night before we were calling different uh, rafting companies. Oh, yes, yeah, because that's how. yep, because there is a lot of rafting in the Ozarks and even though it was off season, it was too early in the spring uh, for people to be Yeah, rafting. it was March. How do yeah. we how do we convince them to do that? I know it seems like I don't know the story and I was there. <laughs> it's was new there. to me every time. Uh, so they had still maybe like I don't know if it was fishing or if it was still hikers. Yeah, one guy named Bubba. Yeah, so we did have to call a f- several canoeing companies until somebody said that they okay. were down for it. And it was like one dude it named was Bubba one dude or something Bubba. like that. Yeah. So he agreed to take our car from where we parked and move it to where An we An undisclosed yes, location. To where we planned to finish up. Based on, I gave him GPS coordinates, yes. I think. GPS it was coordinates. Specific. It was very yeah. specific. Yeah, because we had mapped this out. Uh, shout out to the Ozark Trail Association. They maintain the trail like gangbusters. They mm-hmm. also have really in-depth PDFs of each section of the map. Oh, do they? And so we had it marked out because they have the GPS coordinates of each parking area or mm-hmm. each like trailhead. So they have really detailed downloadable maps. Again, not setting up the rest of the story very well as far as our confidence goes. No, <laughs> no. So this gentleman agrees to move our car from where we start to, to where we're going to finish. very purposeful parking lot within the trail system. That was 50 miles that away was 50 from miles where we away. started. So that was the first uh, big logistics thing that we kind of had to get out of the way. And after that, we were pretty well prepared. We had... Yeah, we had water tabs. Yeah, and we did... This was our we first self-supported knife. adventure, if you think about yes. it. Which, there's there's hardly a chance to do a true self-supported longer run like this. I yes, mean, 50 true. miles self-supported is not nothing. Right. So we had all of our food with us. We had our water tabs. I can't remember. I don't think either one of us had a Sawyer. No. No, we had water anything. tabs and they were quite sufficient. Yeah. But we also had a knife, 
We didn't bring matches or a lighter. Right. Add that to your list if you're making one now. Also, please note that Andy, my husband, absolutely 1,000% said, take a lighter in a oh, Ziploc baggie. Oh, bitch. Did he really? Yes, he did. I'm sorry, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely decided not to do that. So we had a knife, water tabs. We had enough food I mean, our packs were probably 13 to 14 it, pounds It was a lot. Also, we were wearing Nathan, I forget which version. Hydra vest. And no, I don't know what it's called. Uh, don't look that up. Nathan something. It was not one of the big, like, pack light ones. We no. had our packs so they looked jammed. hysterical. Jammed full. And I honestly don't know if I've had to wear that much weight Ever since, since then. No, or nor anything. me. And you know, if you read uh, The Oatmeal and you've seen... Uh, any of his drawings about ultra runners and you've seen the guy who's like wearing a fanny pack a backpack has like four hoses flapping into his face and he's holding a goo that's essentially what we look like yeah and also having seen things about ultra runners where it's like buy the biggest pack you can buy the smallest smallest one find the one in the middle this was definitely during the buy the biggest everything yes everything but not the most intelligent choice because again it was not like we were wearing fast packs either. They were just normal old long run. Nathan they probably should have been fast best. packs in retrospect. Yep. Also write that down. Fast packs. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, how many hours of food did we have? We, I remember distinctly that uh, like we overpacked 24 servings a piece. More at than that. least. I feel like. So a serving for us when we run is we do a hundred to 120 ish calories every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we were measuring that. In, like, Ziploc baggies or mm-hmm. pre-portioned foods. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I, we probably had at least 20, 25 to 30 Yeah, I was going to say, like, 14, like 14 hours. So, yeah. like, 28, 20 servings of we food. We had gone, worst case scenario, we would be done just after sunset, which I think at the time... No, that's not true. Worst case scenario, we were saying 7.30 p.m. Yeah. So and that we would started have been out like, at 7 a.m. Yeah. or so, which was right at sunrise or, like, right after sunrise. Because, remember, it was... It was pretty beautiful when we set out and we it went was, across that first bridge. It was, but it was chilly willies, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. It was like 42. I had two pairs of gloves on. Yeah. It was a little bit chilly willies. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fine because we climbed and then it was warm by noon. Yeah. Do you remember, and it's funny, I kind of forgot about this, you had calf cramps? I was just going to say this. On yeah. the very the very first mile is leading up to this brutal climb. Yeah. Like, of, well, maybe maybe if I looked at it now, I'd be like, you baby. 425 feet. Yeah, what a baby. But yeah, I got. I thought, well, there, fuck it, there goes the whole day. Yeah. Both of my calves had seized up in the first mile and a half. This happened to me for years. That entire, yeah. I mean, it happened to me for races and races to come, and now I realize it's just a matter of hydration. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I mean, eh, in comparison to the rest of the day, that was just a little blip on the radar. It's funny, we packed 14 hours of food, and I think we had given my mom the expectation that we would be done around 12 hours. In retrospect, like... That's not reasonable. We were planning on, like, 12 hours to do 50 miles. That's a 24-hour pace. That's insane. Yeah. We were also in the habit of running much faster back then, though. (laughs) Consider that back then we could do a loop at Mohican in, like, 520. I, I now refer to this as... Magoo in it because we just we, didn't know any we better. Just didn't know any better. We just we weren't training at the paces that we were racing. So yeah. we, I think, ended up being kind of stronger than we are. Faster, <laughs> yeah. not smarter or stronger yeah. necessarily, but just faster than we are now. Um, so take take heart, new runners. Soon you will be slower. Yeah. <laughs> 
enjoy because all that hard work won't do anything but slow you down. But luckily, you'll also get fatter. (laughs) (laughs) We may not be fast, but but we are slow. But at least we're slow. So we were erroneously planning for 12 hours. Which is as hysterical because like, I've never yeah, done a 50 mile that fast yeah. in my as life. A, as a best case scenario, I, I didn't think, oh, worst case scenario, it'll take us 12 hours. But it was kind of like, oh, we let's see the terrain, this. And we thought rolling terrain, packed, established yeah. trail. Good weather. We can run that yeah. mm-hmm. at a 13 to 14. Mm-hmm. And then. And then. <laughs> and then I got sick. I don't remember that. I had terrible nausea. When did that set in? From 20 to 40. I had terrible nausea. And you were trying to talk me out of it by... Annie has this incredible ability to remember an entire podcast almost verbatim. Oh, yeah. So she relayed uh, the story of Irish union workers to me over the course of an hour and 40 minutes. Yes. To get my mind off of my nausea. I'd like to think that if I get the chance to do a big through hike, that my trail name will be podcast. (laughs) She can tell you the whole story. And along those same lines, so one of the great things about us being friends is being able to identify and being comfortable with either A, silence, Mm. so just understanding neither one of us wants to talk, Mm -hmm. neither one of us wants to listen, and also just, would you like me to talk at you for a long time? Oh, absolutely. And you are definitely looking at this point for me to just talk at you. I needed to not think about how I felt. And the irony being that later, I would just need you to talk at me. Oh, yes. (laughs) How odd. How odd that I was able to. Yeah. Okay. Also along this phase of you, me talking at you and you feeling really bad, Mm -hmm. there was some spectacular land features that we were going by Mm -hmm. and Lauren was having none of it. Kind of infamous about not enjoying myself. So Ozarks, the water in the Ozarks, is, all the streams, it's incredibly blue. The, all the the There's some kind creeks of... And, what is it? It was like a little swimming hole or something. What makes the water yeah, so blue? I have green? no idea. Algae? Lots of pool chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> so there were all these beautiful things to look at, including a waterfall oh, that we went through. I'm we went by, And I mean, the trail went right next to this waterfall. It was... It wasn't, you know, Niagara Falls or anything, but it, it was literally this bright blue waterfall into this bright blue swimming hole. all you had to hole. do was turn your head and 25 said, degrees to said, look at it. Hey, Lauren, look, check out the waterfall. And she just said, fuck that waterfall. <laughs> and literally, I don't know that you even see, I don't even think that I've you saw it. I've never seen the waterfall. I don't think you I didn't look at it. Did, we were walking right next to it. She did not turn her head. No. Like, she was just so in the, like, so nothing else matters. Like, I feel so yucky that yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Oh, Ozarks is where I hallucinate. I don't know if you guys hallucinate when you run really far, but I think I had not solidified my nutrition. It was probably running too fast. But that's where I saw Smokey the Bear. I do remember Like, that. seven and a half feet tall wearing, like, yeah. Carhartt coveralls. Yes. Just to my left. And also, not in a cute way. Like, in no. a terrified, can't make eye contact. Oh, because like, don't she, look at it or else it will lunge yes, at you like because, the ghosts in Mario. Because you didn't even tell me. Because I was so scared. I was so passed. scared because I didn't want to upset exactly. Smokey the Bear. Yes. So if I, I, if I, you know, mentioned his name, that's such a childhood-esque fear. Like, if you talk about it, it's going to come at you. Candyman, Candyman, <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And yes, just your real terror at describing that. Uh, so, yeah, so we go through where you're in a really rough spot. Uh-huh. We also, 
there were some really cool features about the trail. So this is also when we were identifying Jurek moss. Oh, so there yes. were big chunks of the trail that were covered in moss like from tiny, edge to edge. Tiny, tiny, curly hairs. And after be- naming all these silly versions of moss, because parts of the trail were just carpeted, with, we discovered with many, many different yeah, varieties. We discovered Jurek moss, which, which is, if you know Scott Jurek's hair, you can imagine what Jurek moss might look like, and you would be correct. <laughs> It's so lush. It was so lush. It's going to run your fingers through it. <laughs> it was all, you know, you go through these long experiences where you just have these inside jokes or things that, not even inside jokes, no, just, just like trail, to get you through. Trail markers. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, and also one of the things that we were using to get us through was we were headed towards this great descent. And we wanted to relish it. So we sat down on the ground Yes. And pretended it was a roller coaster. Yeah. And not like, not half-assed. No, like, it was like hands in the air, mm-hmm. screaming and laughing, uh-huh. almost believing that we were descending yep. in yep. a roller coaster car. And again, not running doing this. No, sitting, sitting down on like the we were in a floor. roller coaster car, hands up, <laughs> leaning from side to side. What made us decide that was because, a good idea? So, between the descent and we had just We had already passed, done that descent. We no. had gone down and come back up? Nope. Oh. We had just passed the 25 mile mark, so we were halfway we through. We were celebrating. Yes. Fools. And it was, yeah, and it was time for us to eat a full meal. I think we had gotten uh, out like our tortilla wraps, which, yeah. it's funny, you had made those tortillas with peanut butter and honey. So disgusting. And I remember when you made them, I was just thinking, you're not no gonna way want that I'm going to want that. No. It was what I wanted come the halfway mark, because Lucky. we, again, being new to running, I think we had packed almost like exclusively goos and shot blocks and then gross yeah and then our only real food was tortillas tortillas. and there's one other thing from a race perspective nutella nutella from a race perspective if that's all i had to eat in a 50 to 60 mile run i would be screwed yeah i would be sick as a dog yeah i can't even believe that's how we power ourselves i don't either Write really that gross. down. You need to eat at things other than goose. So we passed the 25 mile mark. And then. And shortly after, so you'll remember that we touted how well marked the Ozark Trail was. It really is. There are, oh are blazes and there are uh, white and green placards. Blazes. They're beautiful. Yeah, placards with the OT symbol on it everywhere at every switchback, every turn. Hard to believe, but we got Hard so engro- engrossed in talking to one another that we totally missed a turn. And that was the descent. We weren't supposed to take the descent when no. we pretended it was a roller coaster. Right. So we. So that descend. will give you a frame of my reference for, like, we were just having too much fun. We yes. were also making little mini movies about like what not to do on a trail yes. run, which we will have to share on Instagram. At least one of them. Because I I thought to myself, these are perfect birth bar fodder. Yeah. when thinking yes, about doing this true. podcast. So we do the descent after we've done 25 miles. We're feeling great because we're halfway done. Mm-hmm. So The sun is shining. It's I always, 55 degrees. I always make a joke. Now you just have to run back to the car because if you do an out and back, once you get to the halfway point, Your you have no other choice. pretty much done. You just have to get back to the car. You don't have to battle, okay, am I going to turn around now? Like, I'm not feeling great. I'm going to turn nope. around. You've already after done the, the halfway game. part. You, you just game. have to get back to the car. So it was like, hey, we just have to get back to the car. Only in this case, we literally just had to get to the car. <laughs> well, and then we ended up on private land. Right. So we do this descent. We got and all come of a into sudden, someone's backyard. Yeah. And we pop out. 
something's wrong here. And really, it, really wrong. And it did make sense because, again, the trail had been so well marked. We followed the... We followed, air quote, this trail... Which was through, just through somebody's backyard thinking like, maybe it just skirts along the edge, but then it just kind of petered out and then we were literally just in someone's yard. Yeah, it was like a track, like a tractor had flattened it and it was uh-huh. just around someone's property. Yeah. Like my grandma had one of those. It's right. like where you take the snowmobile in the winter. Right, exactly. Not a trail. So we're kind of puttering around this yard. Oh God. And there are dogs housed in dog- giant kennels. Everywhere. Yep. And there's a gentleman that's wearing all camouflage gear. Like a zip-up Carhartt suit, all uh-huh. camo. With, like, murder boots. And I... He had already been out. He didn't come out to assist us. He was, he leaning, was, against already, the, he was leaning against his own car. So he was already out in his yard, and after we kind of, like, puttered around for a while and decided it definitely wasn't the right spot... And also, while trying to check the GPS track, I already had loaded on my watch and my cell phone, both of our cell phones, I think, Mm -hmm. not getting any service, which up to this point, we had not had cell service anywhere, which we were kind of, we were prepared for and had the GPS on our watches. There are no no satellites in here. There There are are no no satellites satellites in Ozarks. There are no satellites. So... When what, trying to get, yeah, go. What's funny is that he he just sort of looked at us like two flies on the wall that he could decide to swat or not. Because we went through his property two or three times, yeah. back and forth, still thinking we might be... On the like, trail. You know, there's some weird connectors in the AT where you like go through what looks like private land and then you yeah. pop back out onto the yeah. trail. So you're sort of like, this could still be it. Yeah. And there's just a man who's probably armed, leaning against a shitty old white truck, just thinking, should I shoot him? <laughs> Do I just let them flounder for a while? Yeah. What do I do with these two? So once we decided we officially were not on the trail. We went we went back to him. And I, mm-hmm. you were like, you know, they call me the stranger liquor for a good reason. You were like, go talk to that guy. And I don't know if you had originally come up with me. I think I had gone up to him alone because I ended up calling you up to be like, I, I don't think understand Because right, I think I was still looking at my watch She was looking at a map to try to track back. I don't like talking to strangers. <laughs> so I was talking to him and I was like, okay. So we were on the trail, we're going this direction, and we just need to go straight on the Ozark Trail. And he was like, yeah, oh, yeah. And he was real quiet about it. He was like, you just go up to the head and said, and you go, just ride the trail, just ride the trail, stop, to the right. Go to ride the trail, do a tent trail, right on the right hand We're not exaggerating. We asked him. Accent. We asked him three to four times. So, so I pulled her up. It finally got to a point where he was he saying, his, "What is it called?" Well, wait, before oh. that, he just kept saying, "Go back up hill." Yeah. Trail. Road. Just, ten feet. Trail. Ro- ten feet next to the road. There's a trail, and I would say it back to him, and he'd be like, "Road. Ten feet. Trail. Go back up hill. Road. Ten, ten feet, feet. Trail. trail." And I'd be like, "He didn't even say no. next to the trail. No, he said." Go on a hill. So I was road, clarifying. Ten feet trail. So ten feet to the left of, or the right of the road is the trail. And he'd be like, no. And he'd just say the same thing over and over. Exactly the same. He brought out this, uh, what is it called? Not it's a spot a, tracker, but a D, there's a D word. Help me. I've got nothing. It's oh. it's like a GPS device where you have the map on, on there. Yes. Which was pretty funny because up to this point a I was dorm? thinking. Is that what it's called? Maybe. I don't know. Your yeah, husband doesn't I think that seems right. Up to this point, I was thinking, this dumb hick doesn't know anything. And shame on he's, us. Uh, he's uneducated and knows, he doesn't know where we're trying to go. And then he pulls out his fancy GPS device and is like, 
You're here. Yeah, here you, here you idiots. You think <laughs> they don't know where you are? Here's up, where you are. Up hill, road, ten feet trail. We spent another forty-five minutes. We went down the road the wrong way, and he <laughs> sat next to his car and waited for us to come back. And no, he was remember? like, "No, back he up the hill." Drove. He ended oh, up driving. He drove down the road to say, "Hey." You guys went the wrong way. Right. I told you to go straight across the street and up the trail. Oh, wait, he didn't say that. He again he said, said, go uphill, road, 10 feet, trail. Okay. I, those are not connecting thoughts, sir. No. It was, it, it was so... It was deeply bizarre and infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> we turned around, went back up the hill. And he literally drove alongside us at tw- two to three miles an hour until we got to it. And he just pointed at it. Yeah. Like, hey, tall dum-dums, were you looking for the Ozark Trail? Because there's only one, and it goes straight, and it never fucking turns. Go back up the hill. <laughs> Don't even. So we went back up roller coaster. Not hill. knowing, still not knowing if it was right, because no. we still could not understand him. It is no. only in retelling this in retrospect that we know what he was trying to say. Well, kind of. We went up the hill. Yes. Back up to the road. Yes. 10 feet next to the road was, was the, the trail. trail. Which follows the road for a very long time. Yes. It's almost on a little pine ridge line where you can look yeah. down at the road on the left-hand yeah. side. It almost, looks like, it almost looks like a rails the trail right yeah. next to the road. Yeah. So what had happened... And the trail ha- has a handrail. And the handrail is when there's no... When it's winter, you can look at the road. Right. What... We had just been talking so much... That somehow we had deci- we had like proactively taken a turn off the trail mm-hmm. because we had gone right when we just needed to go straight across like a coal road and continue on the trail. Amazing. We're shaking our heads now because it it was a dingling mistake. So we've added a few miles here. Yeah. The point is, it was like three we and added half like miles, at least four three. Miles. Yeah. It was a lot of time, and that descent. It wasn't huge, but I think it was very disheartening to go from, yay, 25 miles, look, we're on a roller coaster. To an extra 500 foot climb and four extra miles. And just the discouragement of, we got lost. Yeah. And that's just, just extra time. It derailed us in a few ways, but I think I was feeling better by then. Yeah. And we were kind of moving and we were getting, we were getting the hang of this water filtration thing. Yeah. We were doing really good with timing our, our purification of yeah. our water. The water tasted amazing. Yeah. Um, and we, I think we weren't feeling sick. And then we came upon this stretch of land right after about 40 mm-hmm. where we came upon some, uh, like four, like four wheelers trails, ATV trails. Yeah. Where the trail had been fucking obliterated. That's right. Because that's actually the area you saw Smokey the Bear because yes. Yes. We ended up having to choose, we had to choose between being on the trail that was filled with <sighs> shitty, scummy, nasty, nasty, yes. nasty water. And as two women who are very comfortable with being mud. stinky, sweaty, muddy, whatever, it was, when I say it was gross, it was like a cesspool of like black living, shit. living bugs yeah. moving around and like oil and like and unknown clay. depths. And it was yes. also so slick that there were times where it was hard to like not fall into the puddle but each edge of the puddles that were so rutted out on the trail was crazy shitty burrs because remember it was yeah there were no good options yeah it was really like like what's the devil i choose yes (laughs) like yes and we chose burrs yes because we didn't know the depth of the holes yeah oh that's that section was really gross so sad 
then it started to clear up because mm-hmm. we kind of both hit like a good spot. We mm-hmm. listened to music at that point. We did. Did it start to rain a little? A bit? little tiny bit. Yeah, but it didn't bother us. No, we were feeling was, good. And it, it was, was still warm-ish. Uh huh. Well, it was in the low fifties by then. Yeah, and we were starting to close in on being done with fifty. We miles. had less than ten miles to yeah, go. Yeah, we were in the home stretch. So we I'm trying to think of when things started to take a turn. When the sun started to set. When we mm-hmm. came upon that first road where we knew that the water was crossing the road and mm-hmm. we were going to have to walk through it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you kind of remember that? Vaguely, yeah. So right before sunset is when we crossed to be on the side of the trail that goes to Blue Springs. Yes. So there's a part on, and even on the Ozark trail maps, it says, pay attention to signage here. Mm-hmm. There are warnings. Yes. Because what happens is the trail going from, are we going north to south or south to north? Uh, south to north. So as we're going south and you get up to the road, you have to cross the bridge on a road and then continue on north. So you have to make like a jog on the trail. Right. We went, so as you cross the road to get to the side of the road that has Blue Springs and Powder Mill mm-hmm. on that other side of the road, it goes from being maintained and marked by the Ozark Trail Association to being marked by the state park. I would jump in, but I know nothing about this whatsoever. <laughs> because, and I remember this, because we had our Ozark Trail maps that we had printed out, and when we looked at the state park maps... They didn't match. <gasps> oh, that's right. Because so there wild. was map signage when we crossed the road, and it didn't match the maps that we had been following all Great. day. Awesome. It also, the state park map, or it's either state park, I think it's a state park, not a national park. The state, it might be a national park, because it's like the Ozark waterways. Okay. Um, the state park map that was posted uh, next to the trail did not have parking map. Did not oh. have the parking lot on the map. Oh, yes. Of where we had asked the guy to move our car. Mm-hmm. So then we started thinking, is it even a parking lot that we've asked right. him to go to? Right. So, is it so, the side of the road? So this was the first inkling of... Something's wrong Wait a here. second. If there's not a parking lot there, where did the guy move our car? Did he put it somewhere else? Is there some place to park? Did he discover that that's not a place to park and then had to move it? How yeah, can he contact us? It? We have no cell phone service. Exactly. Oh, Lord have mercy. And we also learned that you do not have somebody move your car to a place that you You've have never not seen, seen before. So we hadn't even seen... Write that the, down. We had not even seen the place it was parking. It was par- parked. Like, even without the car there, we should have scoped that out beforehand. That is pretty critical. We're Especially ma- when you're in such a remote location like yeah. the Ozarks. We continue to not have cell phone service. The rest of the night. The entire time. So just so, make a note of that. No cell phone service the entire time. Our GPS watches with a preloaded GPS track did not work. So we crossed the water, and by now the sun has set. It's past 6.30. We're on a trail that's right next to the river, and the river was flooded. So, so the water is coming up over the trail. Oh, so we're walking in a few inches. To begin with, we're walking through a few inches of water. And the, and the terrain is rolling, but then at some points we're going into these crevasses where the... Uh, the valleys of these rolling hills are going into like thigh deep water. Yeah. And by now we're talking like 
45 degrees maybe mm-hmm. outside starting to cool and it's off. starting to drizzle a little bit mm-hmm. and so, so we're got... charging through the water but we're also thinking we're in the home stretch like we yeah, are in we're the still, last we're, couple we're miles power hiking because we're out of steam i think well, maybe we jogged a little bit yeah we were still we were still pretty with it i had found myself uh the walking a walking stick mm-hmm. and i was singing indigo girls to mm-hmm. keep my spirits up, and you were just sort of fine with the fact that I had to sing to keep my spirits yeah. up. Yeah, and I was, I was in the mindset of, now we get back to the car. Let's get we this get, shit done. We with. get to the car. Yeah, yeah, and we were both actually actually like we that. We were both we're, really ready to. Be we done. were ready to be done. We weren't. We weren't sad or pitiful. Just no. like, do, let's wrap this bitch do up. The deed. Yes. yes. So we're power walking, and I'm singing to keep my mind right. And at we're, the, yeah. uh, we come to this is going to blow your mind. We come to a termination spot. There Did is I a, skip a part? No. Yes and no. So we get past the part where the trail is covered in water. Yes. We come up to a trail that there's signage that says oh, Blue the Springs. Blue Springs signs. There is a, and I think I've since seen that there's multiple Blue Springs in Missouri, but this one is in the Ozarks, and it's a big, deep, giant ass Hole of yeah. dark, deep, deep, dark blue water. If the signs to believe, it's the deepest, bluest water in all of southern West Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> of which I imagine a strange table full of people voting on what the what deep is what is the, the deepest bluest. Mine is the bluest. No, mine. <laughs> mine is the deepest. <laughs> so there's a sign touting Blue Springs is the bluest water in all of wherever. We the trail winds around. This we follow along the water, spring, mm-hmm. and then it, there are stairs going up to. A I've parking been, lot. I've since been there in daylight. There's uh, steps that go up to a, a overlook point oh, over okay. the Blue Springs. Okay. So we had gone up the stairs, and we were at the rock ledge above Blue Springs. But when did we come to this part where there was just a log, and it was just like the end? No. I don't know what you're thinking of. That happened. I know. Wait, you can tell me where you think it fits in because okay. we take the stairs up to the look over point. And over that's when you started bushwhacking? That's when I started bushwhacking. So Annie got to this point, I will say, when she, I think, when Lost we got to the, shit. we got to the top of this bluff and she was determined to leave. And, but, but this had clouded her judgment because her dermat, der, her her dermatologist. Her determination to leave uh, was clouded by her bad logic because she decided that she was going to just bushwhack yeah. through the top of this bluff to where she envisioned there was a parking lot. Yeah. And once we got maybe like three, two, three hundred yards into bushwhacking, mm-hmm. I stopped her and said, Annie. That nothing good will come of this. Like, we have to stop. We're almost at the edge of a bluff. Mm-hmm. And the bluff falls into the deepest, bluest <laughs> pool in all of Missouri. I did not have that wherewithal. But by then it was pitch black dark. Yeah. We, we had headlamps. Mm-hmm. Wow. Had some foresight at the very least. Yeah. Um, so we turned around. I said, let's get back to the last part we saw trail. To my credit, I came out of my frenzy relatively quickly. You did. But I was absolutely frenzied because I thought... The car is more this way, not taking into any consideration if it was more to the east or more to the west, just this way. I know the car is farther yeah. this way. And in the in the years following this event, we have done orienteering 
events and this mm-hmm. kind of logic seems preposterous mm-hmm. to us now like mm-hmm. oh just go east ish uh-huh. through yeah. the woods uh-huh. with no compass yeah, yeah. <laughs> based on a feeling of where east regardless is regardless of which side of the river you're on so we turn around after you snapped me out of my frenzy we went back to trail and went back we went back on the trail we actually went we chose the most direct route to the road right so we did not go back on the water covered trail right we took the I'll say the the plebes trail yeah. to the Blue Springs, which was like picnic a hikers mile, trail. Yeah, it was like a mile trail that went to the parking lot where people would park yeah. for Blue but Springs. But you're skipping the part where the trail ended. You don't remember that? No. The trail ended with one log stopped at the very end of a trail, and that's when you decided to bushwhack because we we looked at it and we're like, what the fuck could this mean? Where do we go after the trail stops? And that's when you bushwhack. Okay, that was the t- yeah, that was the top of the overlook. So you say. Got it. So we we got to the this base parking lot, which was near the Blue Springs Trailhead. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a dirt, it's a relatively small parking lot. I mean, yeah. and it was kind of, it was a little anticlimactic because it was like, yay, a parking lot. And then we realized that it was a slow burn climb on For a dirt road. Two to three miles. Back up to the main road. Like, really steep y'all like not a runnable sit no so this is the moment that i ran out of food mm-hmm. i ate my last bleh, mocha chaka espresso <laughs> goo why do i like that yucky and oh i think it was even a cliff shot it was the, the it chalky was, ones. oh god yeah bleh. so i squeezed the last of that jammer out in my mouth and was like i oh. think i had a few dates the you dates did. were the last and thing you that gave I ate. me your Oh, what a pal. She gave me her last two dates, and I was like, (laughs) and they were gone. End of food. And then you had two ounces of water left in a flask, Mm -hmm. and I had none. Starting at that moment. Right. We get back to the main road where we had essentially taken a wrong turn to begin with, because we came to the main highway stretch. Uh And that was right where the trail had popped out originally. And instead of going down the road a bit before we got back on the trail, we had gone straight across. And that's why we had arrived at Blue Springs. Uh-huh. So as we're going up, we should have gone, we should have gone like that. Yes. And we ended up going straight across the road. Okay. So we work our way back to where we yes. where we missed a turn, which is what you do when orienteering. You go Not back to the last choice. When you, you go back to the last known spot. It's just a bummer when that was four hours ago or whatever, two yes. hours ago. It it is hard to throw away like progress that you thought you made. We get back to the road. I think to myself I think I've got it figured out where we need to go to get back on trail and then it should only be like three miles on trail to get back to the car. I used my power of veto which rarely happens. Isn't that what happened? Uh-huh. Okay just and, checking in. <laughs> yeah and said we should not go back on the trail because we didn't know there's no way to check what what trail system we were on and right. how it connected. And we there was no way to know. And we didn't know then where our wrong turn had happened so we weren't particularly sure. It would have been a series of happened. guesses. So Lauren's vote was, we stay on the roads no matter what. We don't go back into the woods. We flag down a car if we see it. Here is the major flaw in that logic. It's Sunday night in the Ozarks in Missouri in March. It's still the main road, but it's still in the motherfucking boonies. It is desolate. There are no street lights. There are no house lights. Mm-hmm. There is no glow of a city. There is 
nothing. So it stopped raining by then, and the sky was clearing up, so we could see stars, which was kind of nice. Yeah. If there's any kind of silver lining to this story. So we went through this deep process of deciding we're not going on the trail. We're going to kind of opt for the safer, albeit maybe slower route. We also stopped our garments We stopped our garments to say, hey... We're in survival mode. We can't see this as a training run right now because what we have to do is get to safety. So this is probably the first real moment. No, it's the second real moment because the first real moment is when Annie bushwhacked that we were like, this is kind of fucked up. We need to get out of here. Yeah. By the time we stopped the Garmin's, we had decided we might be in some trouble. And I would highly recommend in times of stress, albeit an FKT attempt, a race, a training run, the power of turning off your GPS tracker mm-hmm. is deep. Like, I remember yeah. having a very deep sense of relief of yeah. not feeling the pressure of doing miles. I know that sounds crazy when we're talking about not having food and water, but it was like, okay, now I don't need to worry about my base. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is something deeply troubling per- about our Perhaps wrong about but, the way yeah. we view things. But <laughs> So we walked, and we walked for a long time. Yeah. We walked until both of our feet were raw from being wet because yeah. we had done so many such a long time in the water along yeah. that trail that was flooded. And at that first point, we also put back our warm layers because so remember thankfully we, we had, had been, warm layers because yeah. in the morning it had been cold. So we have gloves, hats, and jackets on and long pants and long pants. Mm-hmm. But by now our feet have sloughed off, so we've both taken off our shoes and socks and we are holding them. Yeah. And walking barefoot. On the very cold road. What a couple of dum-dums. Yeah. I mean, it's probably better than having wet socks on, but... And we had just gotten so tired of feeling our shoes on our feet. Yeah. Essentially. So, before we went full dark, Annie was just like, get my mind off of this before, you know, sort of like staving off the scary feeling. Yeah. So, I told a bunch of stories from my my big bike trip that I did in Mm -hmm. 2011, and I think I just chronicled, like, the best characters that I had Like, beginning to end. Uh, of like my trans-american bike tour yep and i just talked for hours but the problem with that was that i was already out of water so at some point i said annie i'm sorry but i have to stop talking my tongue is so dry that's right i can't go anymore and we managed to ebb and flow this entire race where neither one of us was both down at the same time which honestly was a lifesaver yeah because i think it would have been really sad if we had both oh yeah so I went into survival mode and I was just like, I'm going to be the mom. I'm going to be the dad. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be calm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to make sure everyone's feeling very safe. Yeah. I was just like, I will save us, yeah. which is funny. Like one of us always drags the sled, you know? <laughs> and this also, so this was also just, it was the lowest point of the whole time. At one point I was, I had, I just asked Lauren to hold my hand because I felt so I just needed, like, I needed something And then I to was scared, because this toughest woman I knew in the whole world asked me to hold her hand, because she was scared, and I was like, oh, God, we are so fucked. And I was like, we're going to be fine, we're going to be fine. Everything's fine. And I just told Annie this earlier, earlier tonight, but she had not remembered that she had sort of just stopped walking. We were looking at the stars, and she looked at me and said, I have a baby. And no. I know, it makes me cry when I think about it, but I was just like we're it's gonna be fine like we're gonna be safe but like that was when the grimness of like we could maybe not make it back safely was like yeah had cracked me open yeah and then I was just like 
I have to think of something. So we had considered a few things. We had considered of the hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. No one was there. We had considered laying in a ditch and covering ourselves with leaves mm-hmm. and like just huddling up for the whole night. Yeah. This may have been a good time to start a fire. I'm sorry, Andy. I didn't bring a It would have been a great idea because then if we started a fire on the side of the road, possibly someone would have come to stop us burning a fire near the road. I mean, anything to cause attention. So we had been updating our phones over and over again, trying to wait for a signal. Nothing was happening. And then we saw a, like an old green Chevy car parked yeah. on the side of the road. And legitimately thought about trying to break into the car. Annie had lost her fucking mind. She was like, I was like, what are you, and I was joking, I was like, what are you gonna do? Hotwire it? And she was like, um, yeah. Yeah, like yes. I'll figure it out. I was so, I felt so helpless and pitiful. Like I just kept thinking about just stopping and like sitting on the side of the road. And like giving up. I've never felt, I've always kind of felt like, uh, oh, like, I'm going to have to do this and it's going to suck, but I'm going to do it. I felt very much like I don't care about trying to finish. Like, I yeah. just want to I just want to stop. Yeah, because by then I was starving. I don't think that being hungry was bothering you. Yeah, we haven't done a time check here. So it's so, it's so we had started midnight. at 7 a.m. We had planned to be out for maybe 14, 15 hours and it now was it's close midnight. to midnight. Yeah. So I, I stopped Annie because I looked at that car and thought... Uh, looks pretty murdery to me. What if someone's just waiting in there to kill you? Don't touch that fucking car. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even near a campsite. It was just a car parked on a mound of dirt by the side of a highway. Yep. What? No. Uh, That's like, there's like a guy with a hook in there that wants to kill teenagers. Don't. Yep. Don't touch that. So we kept going. Mm-hmm. And we, and I'm actually pulling up a map for Lauren and I to look at. So we get up to the main road. Uh-huh. The main stretch it's, I think, seven or eight miles. Oh, God. Not horrible, except for when you consider we're we walking. Cannot, we cannot run. No. We're walking. No, we're And that broken. was another contributor to me feeling that sense of helplessness, because I thought to myself, we're maybe doing a 20-minute mile. We're talking about doing, like, another two and a half hours. We had mathed the, the severity of getting to the next road, and we were like... I, at this point, my next step was, Annie, when I see a house... I'm going to walk yes. up to it and tell them, we are not safe. Yeah. We need your help now. Yeah. We need and food there and water. There wasn't houses either. The there stretch wasn't. that we were on, there was nothing. So we turn off the main road, which was a little scary because we, were, <sighs> it was we thought any chance we had of being... Getting cars. We haven't seen a car on the main road, and here we are getting ready to turn on, on, a a shitty, on this shitty side road. So we turn off the main road, and... What is this to, do, to EE? Was it E? Something I like that. It was H, but yeah. H. It was H. Yeah, it was H. So we turn off the main road onto H. We'll sure. say road H, and we are on that for not even a quarter of a mile. And Annie, <laughs> I can't say it. We turn. I'd I'd already been contemplating stealing cars at this point or whatever was available. We turn onto this dirt road, and there is a Missouri Department of Transportation Bobcat. With tracks, not wheels. Like a big bossy motherfucker. Yeah, like a roll cage, the whole thing. Like a mean one. Parked on the side of the road. And I said, I'm going to get s- in it. I'm going to see if it's open. And Lauren's like, ha, okay. You know, at this point. I thought she had just fully like lost her batshit yeah. mind. And she she kind of lets me do my, do my thing. <laughs> Go and ahead. So I open the front. I try the front and it's open. I'm like, hey, it's unlocked. I said, 
I'm going to figure out how to drive this. Step one, put yourself in the bobcat. Lauren, again, to her credit, is okay. Okay. I'm going to stand by the road in case a car drives yeah. by while you figure that out. Step two. I can't imagine anyone else like accepting <laughs> that as a reasonable plan. Like, okay, you try and figure out how to drive this. You start this. the bobcat. I'll wait and flag down a car if I see it. These are, th- these are like the real options that we're left with. I, like, why wouldn't you have said... We're going to keep walking. I, at that point, I was cold. That's true. And I was scared. And we did. And I was shivering. Yeah. And no food, shivering. no water still like, for several hours. Scary shivers. I get in the car. I get in the car. <laughs> get not in, a car. Not a car. At all. I get in the Bobcat. I figure out how to turn the, like, the dashboard on. lights on. Yeah. And then after a while, Lauren comes over and says, I don't. You don't need to, I don't want to panic you, but I need the space blanket. Why we hadn't pulled it out before then, I don't know. But I said, oh, actually, there's heat in this thing. The keys are in it, you forgot to mention. Yes. It's open. The keys are in it. It has heat and it has a full tank tank of of gas. gas. So Lauren sits in, and granted, this is definitely a one seat bobcat. There is a pull down bar that has to be down before you can can drive it. So Lauren has to sit in there like a cat around my shoulders, essentially, <laughs> because it's definitely not made for two people, but we get to sit in there and just blast the heat for a while, which that alone was like... So just, it was just such like a creature we, comfort yeah, that we... I think we, we even thought at that point, like, worst case scenario, we sit in here with the heat on until morning comes. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually an okay plan as yes. far as I'm concerned. And I find the instruction manual... And I figure out how to lift the bucket off the ground. This is the moment that I've decided, okay, I know I'm cold, but I have to get out of this car. Car. We both did that. <laughs> we have to get out of this bobcat. It's not a fucking car. And, and take a picture of this. Because even though this is like the gravest situation I've ever been in, yeah. I'm going to want to always remember the time that Annie taught herself in 20 minutes how to drive a bobcat. I remember thinking how idiotic it was at the, in the moment and you even explained to me what you why you were doing it why did i what did yeah. i say you said exactly that oh. you said hmm. i know this seems really stupid but we're gonna want to remember this later yeah okay and, and so I'm, I'm still the same lauren that i yeah, was yeah then. yeah <laughs> so, some part of your like primal brain is still, still engaged there. to be like get a picture yeah. <laughs> i love pictures of things that aren't happy figure out how to drive a bobcat reads the whole manual Yep. Takes a long time to get the bucket off the ground. Yes, because I figured out how to drive it forward before I learned how to pick the bucket up. Maybe scoop some shit up. So there's some ruts there. It's fine. Figure out how to get the bucket up, get the bobcat driven up onto the road, and figure out how to drive the thing on the road with Lauren up around my shoulders. I'm, I'm sitting on the roll on the lap bar. With my arms around her neck and my head tilted so I can fit inside the roll cage. And every time we hit a bump, I'm banging my head on the roll cage. Yeah, it's a, it's a very small space. Not fun. Also, the front door has to be closed in order for the bobcat to drive. Because it has all of these like safety features where the lap, dar- lap bar has to be down. Mm-hmm. The front thing has to be closed. Yes. And the roll cage that it was in, between the roll cage and like the plexiglass... You could hardly see out of the thing. Oh, yeah. It was like mud brown. There was probably a circle about the size of... Mm, a paper plate. Yeah. In front of us 
that was clear enough that you could see out of, Mm -hmm. and the thing had headlights, you still could not see anything but a paper plate straight in front of you. Yeah, so I was giving her cues from, like, window uh, of the thing, and, like, trying to tell her, okay, you know, veer a little bit left, veer a little bit right. And so, remember, we're on, like, a dirt, like, a bumpy-ass dirt road, and what happens is every time we hit a bump, the part of the lever that holds the bucket up is slipping and it's hitting, it's coming back down to the road and scraping along the road and sending S- sparks, sparks are everywhere. flying like past my, past my side window, which I can see out of, but she's looking out of her paper plate, you know, circle yes. of clarity. So this is a, a complete exercise in teamwork. I'm trying to drive intensely. Lauren's going sparks. And then I would lift the bucket, <laughs> lift the bucket up. back up even. And then we also couldn't go super fast because if we went too fast, the it momentum would, it would, would start hurt like my back and up hurt and down. Your head. It was insane. So we're but, on turtle mode. Yes. For we drove it for thir- it a lot thirteen miles. I think total. Because I wrote it. I think I wrote down that. I we, could also share the GPS track. Oh yeah, yeah. So we drove it for thirteen miles. I saw a house, but I was kind of like, I think maybe we should just keep going. Yeah. What I was doing was refreshing Annie's phone over and over again to see if I could pop up. Um, like a map coordinate of where we, are, of where where we yeah. were. So I'm holding the keys to the car, mm-hmm. the the cell phone, and I'm also squeezing out all of the remainders of all of the little goose oh, I had eaten right. throughout the day, yeah, and then you throwing were very them on the floor. Homeless <laughs> I was licking like powder out of baggies. There was a lot. There was a lot of things going on. It was uh, very sad. while we were trying to drive. At, at about halfway through, I discover that there's a speed setting on the Bobcat, and I said, oh, we're in turtle mode, and there's a rabbit But mode. we couldn't use it until we had gotten on a sm- onto a smoother road, remember? But didn't we use it for a little while, and then we that's when yes. we discovered that too much momentum yes, made it like crazy. Rabbit was, rabbit was yes. barf zone. Yes. <laughs> I distinctly remember looking at because I restarted a GPS track. That's what it was. Oh. I restarted GPS track for the Bobcat section. And so I watched, I mean, the the turtle mode on Bobcat, the Bobcat was super slow. Because you could, remember, we, were, we remember we could have run faster. Than yes, and we were talking about how we could walk it about the same speed. But we were like, but we're in heat. So it's cool. It's cool. Like <laughs> like, I, like an elderly man could could ride a bike, like a, a beach cruiser Faster yes. than we were going in a bobcat. Yes. In, in retrospect, just picturing how dumb we looked inside this, yes. like, 2.2 mile an hour yeah. bobcat with the lights on and the bucket bouncing up and down <laughs> I just with two women us, in it. I just imagined us on the inside of the bobcat, like, ah, and on the outside, it's just, you know, people asleep in their little Like a houses. cricket jumps in yes. front of it. Yeah. <laughs> Very drama-filled in the bobcat, not so much on the outside. So we get to, eventually, to use rabbit mode, which is, I think, eight miles an hour? Seven. Seven. Seven miles an hour, which was thrilling at the time. <laughs> Woohoo! But we also have this problem of being on a road and we need to make a turn off of this dirt road where we found the bobcat. Oh, brother. And we can't see shit. Yeah. Because, so we keep getting, we keep going down this, I'll say main dirt road compared to the offshoot dirt road. Which is shittier. And we, we are like, we got to, was it water? What did we get to that we... Remember, we thought we had gone far enough, and we went back? Oh, nickel, and then we nickel, went forward? Nickel Creek? Something like pl- that. Plug, plug nickel? Nickels? <laughs> Wooden nickel plug pennies? <laughs> so we think we've gone far enough, 
But then we start to second guess ourselves. So we drive back some, and then we drive further, mm-hmm. and we finally see the road that we're supposed to turn off of. Mm-hmm. And it was, I just remember how hard it was to see where we were supposed to turn because the headlights only went straight forward oh. and the side so windows looking were out the so side windows dirty. And, and it, we had to realize if it was worth turning the bobcat, which was also yes. extremely difficult when you're driving yes. tracks and not wheels. Yes. We finally find our turn off of the main road. Right. Off the main dirt road to go down the road that we think, because again, we've seen park maps since then that don't say that there's parking there. Right. So we drive down this road that we think is where our car is, still not knowing, A, if our car is there, and B, if we would be able to see the car if we came right up on it. Because we would have to have opened the windows to the Bobcat, and if we did that, it would not engage so that it could roll forward. Right. So it would basically be a matter of, like, drive a few feet in a Bobcat, open the door to the Bobcat, look around. It was just so futile. Yes, there were so many little things that added up to make it so Even hard. more complicated than so it was. So hard. So hungry. So thirsty. So Lawrence Manning refreshing the phone and also holding the key fob and pressing the key fob button over and over to try and get the lights to blink because we thought if we could get the lights to blink then on the pilot, then we, we could see where we were. see it. We also used a trick which some of you may or may not be familiar with. If you put a key fob to your head, it's supposed to make the signal go farther. You know, just two dinglings riding down the road, down a dirt road in a bobcat with their car keys pointed to their head, screaming. I'm about, gonna do it! Screaming! Don't about, make me do screaming it! Screaming about rabbit mode while watching their GPS watches. I mean, if somebody had gone by and just looked inside I, the plexiglass of this and just been like, "That person has two heads." <laughs> They look really freaked out. Uh-huh. Like, we must have looked completely mm-hmm. mad. Yeah. We also s- talked about not pressing the key fob too much because to we the, didn't want to run the, the battery batteries to go dead. We had gotten to such a place of survival that yeah. we really kept thinking about worst case scenarios. Yeah. Because you, a lot of you may know this from your own experiences at races. If you tell yourself you have a mile left and you have two miles left... It's really hard to get your brain out of the gutter. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. So we the backup plan was to go back to the house where we saw lights on. Yes. So we were just gonna we were go gonna and turn wake around. up somebody at two o'clock in the morning because Oh god. Yeah, it was it was pretty late in the night by then. So we're driving along, keep up pressing pressed in my head. We see the lights to the pilot turn I on made... after going down this crazy ass dirt road. And we started to freak out, like I mean, excited. Sound like a, like the dog, like a dog that sees its owner who's been like in Iraq for seven years yes. and comes home, and the dog's like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Or that video of hedgehog, a hedgehog eating different oh, dessert yeah. items or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yes. pumpkin. Yes, exactly. Oh God. <laughs> and again, going back to, we have to keep it together. That's what Annie was saying to me. I was like, who the fuck cares about yeah. keeping it together? Because I, I really kept thinking in my head. I even said this. I said, what if the what if the guy left the lights on and the battery's dead or we can't get the car oh, wow. on? You were so in worst case scenario yeah, mode. I was I not. Was. I was like, I don't give a fuck what happens, yeah. get me out of oh, here. Oh, because here was the other thing. So we park the we park the bobcat and, and we go to get out. And did you almost wipe out or did I almost wipe out? Remember me. one Yeah, I I slipped on the on the like on the tracks trying yeah. cuz you have to climb the tracks of the 
to get off of it. Yeah, and climb on the bucket too. And I, that's so, that's when I said like, stay calm, stay calm, because I just kept imagining us like fucking in, it impaling up ourselves minute. on a sharp exactly. bucket. But Annie was also worried, amongst her many other bizarre <laughs> worries, that the police were going to find us and arrest us and charge us with stealing Missouri Department of and Transportation were, property. You know, like damage to the road. So we were definitely at parts driving on like a brand new section of roads. Yeah, just destroying and it also, with a bucket. Also, you know, kind of just. Just scraping the shit out of the bucket. So, Sorry. Uh, you know, I get our, my brain was definitely in a weird space. I was making sure that all of our stuff was out there. I may or may not have wiped it down for prints. You made me take all of my tabs of my gels out of the floor in case they were going to trace it back to runners. It was a it was a really weird time. Yeah, for decision making. Yeah, she wiped down the bar, and I I probably thought I didn't see it, which I did, and was like, oh my god, let's. Just get me in the fucking car. So we get in the car, and I drive, like, 200 feet down the road, and I just throw it into park, and, you know, we were both... I'm perplexed by this behavior. She starts driving away, and I want to be like, Annie, we're alive. And I still wanted to just make sure that the car was working before I let it go, because like, let down my guard, because I was like, if the car doesn't start... Or, like, it can't get through one of these big-ass potholes in the road we had mm-hmm. to get through. I, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to be able to, like, get out of the car again. Like, I'm not going to be able to find the motivation to keep walking or it's running It's a pilot, anymore. by the way. The car was <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, we drive about 200 feet down the road. I park... I throw the car in park. We both start bawling. Just, like... Hysterically. Screaming and hugging, hugging each other. And just saying, we're okay. Oh, my we God. We We're alive. Oh my god. Just in hysterics. Yeah. Also, another more pleasant part of this this memory is we had... Chugging high calorie insure. We both drank, no shit, a thousand calories a piece in insure as soon as we sat in the car. And then we had a gallon of water, which we handed back and forth, and we just... It's a miracle we didn't explode or throw up into the windshield. That's the the best I've ever felt. (laughs) (laughs) Chug it chugged this you know this gallon of water and then we get uh off that bumpy road to the main drag and um somehow we get far enough into civilization that we get signal yes and it was a ways because i remember thinking so it was like seven miles away yeah it was it was a ways before we got signal because at this point i think it's three or four o'clock in the morning yes so i get out of the car to hold the edges of the car and tinkle into the road well, I let you call your husband, and I can hear from the outside of the car when Annie says uh, something to the effect of, we're okay, and says to Andy, are you okay? And I can hear Andy from outside the car say, no, I am not okay! <laughs> we had, again, said we would be back at, like, 12 hours. Yes. We had said 12 hours. Yeah. And even my, Andy had been in contact with my mom... My mom had called Andy to say, hey, like, it's been 14 or 15 hours. Like, should I freak out yet? And Andy was like, no, I'm sure it's fine. I don't know why Annie was planning on 12 hours. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I essentially said, don't freak out yet. But then at some point during the night had gotten to the point of, okay, now you should freak out. Andy was at home with our daughter and felt very out of control. Understandably so, because he was, he was not there away. to look look for us or anything. When we, by the time that we got back to my mom's house, her and her wife and my brother-in-law, Adam, who happened to have made the trip out with us to do some things around the house for them, were 
had been in the process of loading up their four-wheelers. And had already called search and rescue. To come look for us. They had called the park rangers and had said, you know, my daughter and her friend are out doing a trail run. We expected them back. Can you go look for them? And And they basically said no. Yeah. They They said their headlight batteries will be dead. We won't be able to find them until the morning anyways. It would just be wasted time. We will go in the morning. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Like, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. We could be hypothermic I by mean, then. I kind of get the rationale, but not really. Maybe, I don't know, survival of the fittest, I guess? But they seem to feel like it was a place where everyone got lost. Yes. Because when my mom described the route that we were taking to the park ranger, they said, oh, they probably got lost at Powder oh, Mill. Yeah. Everybody always you gets- You mean at Powder Mill? Everybody, everybody gets lost only, at Powder Mill. Only my kids get lost at Powder said, Mill. Everybody gets lost at Powder Mill because mm-hmm. of the signage, which it was like, oh, so change the signage, fucking signage, change the signage, so that you don't have to tell someone's mother that you'll go looking for her dead body in the morning. <laughs> so, just that that statement alone. Oh, they probably got lost at Powder Mill. That's where everybody gets lost. Made That's where we got lost. Yeah. Oh my god. My mom calls them back to say that we had gotten ourselves home, to which they responded. Adam called them back. Oh, Adam called them back. And called them back on speakerphone so that we could hear it. So he said they got themselves home, to which they replied. They said, wait, there are a few girls that got lost down at Power Meal tonight? He said, yeah, they're they're here with us now in in our kitchen. They're, uh, you know, like eating everything inside. They're totally fine. And he was like. Nobody gets out of Powell Meal. <laughs> those must no. be two strong girls. They, yes, those must be two strong girls. And silently, Annie and I stand in the kitchen and look at each other and just beat our chests. And we're just like put our fists in the air like, yeah. Yeah, because now that we've survived, we get to act like hard asses. That's oh, yeah. the rules. Oh, yeah. We go from scream crying and holding hands while walking bare feet on the road right, to, to fists thumping in our chests. Thinking that everybody else is a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. And it was still kind of funny that night somehow, I think, like, my survival brain had to make it kind of funny. Like, I, we both went into the bathroom and without even talking to each other about mm-hmm. this, we both took pictures of our wounds. Because there was a lot of briars on, we were on the place that we were both scraped, scratched all the shit. Uh, I was still very much paranoid about us having stolen the bobcat mm, at that point. Mm. I didn't even I tell that. I didn't even tell my mom or Adam about it until after they pressed me a little bit. Remember? Be- I, no, because the guy had said to the I thought Adam said no, the guy on the phone. No, because and the, and the bobcat because, is at no oh, they called him back. Yes. Um, and did Terry call him back or did Adam call him? Adam called him back. So my brother-in-law calls the park service back and says, "Hey." They because I told the I finally told them about the bobcat. I guys I was so paranoid about I don't even think I was paranoid about like going to prison or something. I just thought I don't want to pay thousands of dollars to fix some fucking hillbilly road. This is the difference between rule follower Annie and no fucks given Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the line between that is us. A, like, that is a very distinct point. I don't care what, like what, if I had to use something so that I could survive. I don't care. Adam calls the park ranger back to say, hey, they took an MDOT, Missouri Department of Tra- Transportation, Bobcat. And they moved it 13 miles and to they, a very far and away. And they drove it back to their car, to which the park service said, makes sense. We'll let we'll let MDOT know. We're really glad they were able to take care of themselves. Yeah. The end. Literally, they were 
They were relief or relief. I don't know if relief is the right word. They were fine with it. Yeah, they were fine. They honestly acted very much like. Used what you had around you. Yeah. We're glad that it was there for you to, to support you. And that's some backwoods mentality. That's yeah. just like, well, well we didn't have to great. search and rescue you. Yeah. We saved the that cost probably there. would have cost us I, I mean, thousands of dollars. Yes, literally. Everything turned out fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. The next morning, I woke up at Annie's mom's house and I went to go sit by the pool because I had like a thousand missed calls. I had called my now husband that night or morning whatever it was to Mm -hmm. say hey we're okay he was none the wiser he didn't know how long it was supposed to take so right i did have one message saying like hey hope you're okay like we hadn't been together that long yeah i'm still pretty fresh if you don't have a frame of reference you honestly i wouldn't have known i I mean as an outsider looking in i wouldn't have known if that that was like dire straits i would have been like oh maybe they were supposed to get done at four o'clock right so i told him I, i was fine and i don't i didn't really get let him peer too much into the scenario and then I had seen that I had four missed calls from our friend Troy Allen. Yes. The fam- who, who famous elite pretty, runner. Who is a pretty experienced... Well, I mean, at that point, he was still relatively new, but also... He was just about to run his first hundred. Yes. But he was more experienced on running it and knew what, mm-hmm. like, you know, average pace was for mm-hmm. us and that we were doing 50 miles. So he called us a lot looking for us, and I called him back at, like, 10 a.m. I'd slept for two and a half hours yeah. and sat by Annie's mom's pool makes her sound like she's super fancy yeah um and he was like what happened and for some reason that for me was the moment where I was just like I lost my mind yeah I just could not stop crying I was like I thought we were going to die you know what's funny that just occurred to me and I shouldn't say it's funny after you doing fake crying but one of the bigger stressors for me towards the end of that race, I was not as Run. worried about myself as nice. I was. I was worried about other people worrying about me because mm. I was I was super stressed that Andy and my mom didn't know that we were okay. Because granted, we didn't have food or water, but it wasn't like one of us had a broken leg. Sure, you know we were on the road. We weren't. I guess it could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was I was thinking. I was so stressed out about them being worried about me and me not being able to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounds like you didn't have that realization no, I didn't until, ha- I didn't have a family. Talk, until you talked to Troy about so someone it. someone who cared about me. And then all of a sudden, that all that weight of somebody yes. worrying about you and he was like the only set one in at who once. knew that I was supposed to be back. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess whatever you were feeling before that was causing you that heaviness yeah. all laid into me at once. And I was just like, Troy, I thought we were going to die. Like, yeah. And, and even now looking back on this experience like we can still kind of like we laugh of course about stealing a bobcat to get to safety and we laugh about how stupid it is that it's an easy trail and we should have been able to follow it yeah but there's still some parts of this that are so dark that they just still make my heart cold yeah there's this photo that annie took of me standing underneath like an overhang cliff like a like a pile of bouldered rocks just because it was pretty and I was still in a good mood. It was like mile 20. And when I look at this photo, it it still happens to me. I feel like it's the picture that they would have used in the newspaper to say, it was going to make me cry. That's crazy. To say, this is the last picture ever taken of Lauren. And I still, I still get choked up when I see it because to me, it's like this fork where other Lauren died there yeah and lauren who survived that yeah. gets to look at that as the possibility of the of like the schrodinger's cat like yeah. who's dead and alive in the yeah. box at once 
that's the Lauren that's dead in the box. That's intense. And I just, it, it's hard to look at it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's still, you know, we can, we do laugh about it, but there's still, yeah. like, a part of the story that still absolutely shakes me to my core. Yeah. And that's why we do the things we do now. Yeah. We don't fuck up. <laughs> Write this down. We got a spot tracker. Yeah. And whenever we do any kind of FKTs or rim to rim to rim or any extended trail activities, yeah. we have insurance that we pay for. Yeah. That my parents pay for, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Between no, we the spot for. tracker, we have a lot more rigor around, I'll say, leaving and coming back protocol. So, like, yes. Um, we have even, an emergency button. Yeah. We have an SOS button. Yeah. And it works with, anywhere. And even with Andy and I, because one of the things we learned is we were very kind of like laissez faire with informing my mom on when we would be back and at what, mm. at, like, mm. where the car exactly was parked. And, yeah. You know, essentially we didn't leave a list of if we're not back by this time do this if we're not but you know do this and since then especially for andy and i Mm -hmm. when we do each do like individual runs Mm -hmm. we establish a drop dead time which is this is the time that you should start freaking out and this is when this is when you need to start calling park service people or you know and it's also been really helpful as a person out doing the adventuring to not have that stress of mm-hmm. work, Who's like, looking for me? Yes, yeah. like, okay, I'm going a little slower than yeah. I expected, but I know that they're not worried about me because I said this is the time that I was going to get home. Mm-hmm. Or just establishing that protocol beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Spot Tracker. And Spot Tracker has a really nice feature where you can press a button that says, I'm okay. It's yes. like a pre-programmed message that sends out to a list of phone numbers that you program into their website, and it will just send out a message saying, I'm safe, I'm you know, and you can say have it say like I'm going slower than I thought, but yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Also, I think overpacking even more so on food. Uh, you can never take too much water. No, no. Uh, I know it seems like it'll slow you down, but on FKT and like just adventuring anywhere, take more food and water than yeah. you need. I mean, that's something that I should have learned years ago when Chris and I did the bike trip across America. Like, yeah, we ran out of water more times than we should have. <laughs> God. So, carrying emergency basics. Take, yeah. Take the motherfucking lighter. Take the lighter. Take the lighter. Take the lighter and build a fire, goddammit. Have a space blanket or a bivy with you. Yeah. Have some kind of, If there's any chance of rain at all... Take the jacket. Take the rain jacket. Yeah. Extra You'll never food. regret it. I mean... And then if anything, call it resistance training. Be yeah. like, oh, well, I have a 30-pound pack on yeah. today. I'm going to be a better runner because of it. Yeah. So... This, all of this, this very long story is the reason why I have chosen a non-Western States qualifier <laughs> as my hundo this year Yeah. Uh, to, to revenge the, the Bobcat. Yeah, because it was such an intense experience. It's, yeah, it, I, I think, <laughs> and I think experiencing it in a domesticated fashion with daylight and yeah. trail markers and aid stations. All we'll of just, the comforts of yeah. people looking out for you. You know, I haven't looked at... Have you looked to see... Because the Ozark Trail is so long. Does it overlap it does. parts that we did? It cool. does. Only once. Yeah. A small chunk. But I wonder yes. if you'll know it from... I noticed that I recognized the name of one of like the like parking lots. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that'll be cool. The ghost of the Lauren that died. <laughs> That's who I will visit this Saturday, November 4th. And we'll do a podcast next week about... The experience. Yes, of what possibly next from the inside of the very faded pilot that we just talked about. Yes. If the uh, if the sound quality allows, we will do it. We'll do raw, it live. Raw. We'll do. We'll do it raw. <laughs>
Um, just one other thought. Uh, just things that have... You, the Ozark story for us is... We could probably talk about it for another hour. Sure. Like, things that we came away with. I remember another thing that happened because of how dire it felt. When we did races shortly after, including OutRun, which we had been training for... Oh, yeah. One of the tools we put in our toolbox, literally as a mantra, was... You're only a mile away from food, you water, food, and safety. You have food, water, and you are safe. Yeah. So we never thought that that would be something that would actually help us keep going in a race. But yeah. that, like, after fucking wanting to die, you do a race and you're like, oh, well, there's a white tent point nine nine four yes. miles away and it this has a hot grilled cheese. Yeah. Why am I such a whiny baby? Right. And it was... It was just good perspective to be like, man, I feel really bad. I feel really bad. And then it was like, how bad can you feel? There is food. There is water. There is warmth. And you are safe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those are like the handrails of safety to tell your body you can keep going. Yeah. I would highly recommend perspective in all things that you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I always like to say, it's not cancer. (laughs) (laughs) We should get that made up into shirts. (laughs) Ultra running. It's (laughs) It's not not cancer. (laughs) Burf barf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, more to come next week. Uh, Thanks for listening to this version of the Ozark story, which this has to be at least our eighth retelling of it. We're happy to tell it live in person. Hope you enjoy it. Hope it makes you value uh, our friendship even more. (laughs) Bye, y'all. We'll see you next week.